Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Nikki from Michigan. Michigan Nikki. Um, It is my first or second full day here. It's the afternoon already, but it still feels like the morning. I really haven't done anything. I'm alone sitting on a beach. Um, My friend's parents have property on the water and they have their own little private beach. So if you hear the waves crashing, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that a noise that you would pay for in a white noise machine is playing in the background. What if I just put on a wave sound effect in the background and just and was faking all of this and I'm just in my room in St. Louis being depressed? Um, that's not the case. But it will be tomorrow because I'm leaving early. I don't know what got into me last night, but um, staying for uh, three more days felt too much in terms of like... What am I going to do with myself? There's there's no plans here. It's too it's too free. It's too open. Um, I'm feeling this crazy urge to like get my life started in St. Louis outside of my parents' house, which I kind of began the process right before I left here. I was looking at apartments. I was looking at cars. I just want to go back and get that stuff done sooner than Saturday. So I was supposed to leave on Saturday, and s- instead I'm leaving tomorrow, which is um, Thursday at the crack of dawn and um yeah it's it is weird I don't know if you've ever been um on a trip with a family that you're staying with and then you decide to leave early and trying not to get everyone to take it personally it's a little awkward because it isn't personal I love this family and um I'm having a blast with my friend and her husband and spending time together and I just felt yesterday I was like we got so much hang time in What I really came up here for was just nurturing emotional conversation with a best friend. And then her husband happens to be someone I went to, you know, high school with. So there's just a comfortability there. Also, I just need more friends, I think. And I think I took two flights. I flew all day to come have a conversation with a friend. And I think I could just do that over FaceTime. But it is beautiful up here and I'm just not someone who really enjoys outdoor activities as you guys know I mean I will do them but I don't know um I've done all I've wanted to do here which is see how beautiful it is relax a little bit um walk around a house that I haven't been in in 20 years that I have lots of memories in see all the things that I've it's almost like visiting a museum and I just want to like see it and then I don't need to stay at the museum but Um, I'll probably regret leaving. That's the thing. Like I regret everything I do, but I really did overshoot scheduling this trip for five days. Um, it's too long for me. I am, I'm so used to just traveling on the road and being in and out of a city. And I think a lot of people go, you're going to travel seven hours to go for three hours or for three days to a place that's not worth it. Well, that's what I used to do every single weekend. Traveling to me is not something that I really, um, feel that much like oh my god I'm traveling like I like traveling I mean right now it's a fucking pain in the ass it's not as fun because I have to wear a face shield because people are fucking idiots and won't wear their mask on a plane or they just like reluctantly do it or have it on loose Ugh, god you're such you're such an asshole if you don't wear a mask when other people around you are wearing a mask 
you're you're just the biggest asshole and i hope you stop listening to this podcast if you're someone i understand not wanting to wear a mask but if people around you are wearing a mask equals it matters to them that you wear a mask you're 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 not a good person you're selfish that means you put yourself over other people which is important to do at times i understand that thinking like you know what I, I I don't need to do this thing. I'm not going to do everything just to please other people. I get that. You know I'm on board with that. That's why I'm leaving early. Um, if I were 22, I would just stay here because I would feel bad about leaving and I would want the family not to think that I was leaving because of them, even though I'm not. So I would just stay. And then last night I'm in bed and I'm like, I'm a 36-year-old woman. Like, I'm close to 40. And when I was a kid, when I looked at women my age, I was like, they just do what they want. Nikki, do what you want. Don't worry about if her family is going to think something of you, which wouldn't even be true, you know? So I just did what I want. Now, that's different than going into being at a gate where everyone around you within six feet is wearing a mask and then you don't have one on. Because it's not necessary that you have to, like, necessarily, like, there's no... By the way, if you're in an airport, it does say to wear a mask. But because no one's really enforcing it, you can just sit there without one. You're such an asshole. You, you, you just are. You were, maybe you were born that way. Maybe you lack empathy for other people. Maybe it's just you're a sociopath, so you can't even... I, I feel sad for you if you can't find it in your heart a place where you, where you would want to put on a mask because other people around you are wearing it. Because if it's important to them, their safety, wouldn't, shouldn't it be important to you? I don't know. There's probably a better analogy to compare it to than the seatbelt thing, but that really worked for me the other day to explain to you guys. I just, I, it's so funny to me. My mom and I went looking for an apartment the other day and this woman showed us, we, we went to this listing and we met the real estate agent inside this apartment. She didn't have a mask on. We both came in with masks. My mom is older. This woman was older. This woman was older than my mom and she didn't put one on. And it's just like, okay, we get that you were fine not having it. It, it immediately, this woman wanted to be my real estate agent. And I'm like, no, not going to fly. It also didn't fly that she legit was like, I was telling her about like what I was looking for and you know, the st- we're just having small chat, chit chat, just sharing droplets in the, the foyer. And um, so I was just like sucking in her droplets, like just telling her about my life. And she said that she had a, a, a son. She was like, oh, my son is single. I'm like, I'm a single woman. I need safety. She's like, my son is single. And I'm like, oh, but, and at first I hadn't really processed like, you're not wearing a mask and I don't want to even like the idea of you being my mother-in-law just terrifies me. Um, I didn't say that. I just go, Oh, and she was like, Oh, he's in school for so-and-so like, and I go, how old is he? Just because he's in school. And she goes, um, we don't celebrate birthdays. So I don't know. And, um, okay. So I know she's a Jehovah's witness. I mean, that's the only religion I know who doesn't celebrate birthdays. I'm sure there's other ones, but she was a white lady. And, uh, was just what so she said she didn't know now couldn't you ballpark it couldn't you just be like i th- or just lie or is that a point of pride to be like i don't know how old my son is my mom goes seven 40 like can you just give us a an a rough estimate so i don't know what my point was about that she didn't have a mask on i um so i'm leaving tomorrow getting back to my life, going to look for a new place to live. Thank you so much for all your messages. I want to share some with you guys that I've gotten recently. 
Um, a lot of people wrote me about, not a lot of people, but told me about where they were when that fucking ballistic missile um, alert went off in Hawaii. You know, the one where I, I told you that Jim Carrey's sharing a picture, like Jim Carrey's, the cover of his new book is his face when he thought he was going to die. And um, speaking of, I watched so much footage of the fucking explosion in Beirut last night. I couldn't sleep. I didn't get to bed until four in the morning and we went to sleep at 10. I was in bed for, I can't even do the math on that because I'm so tired. Six hours I was in bed on my phone, reading about Beirut, trying to go on Reddit, trying to read other stuff, forget about Beirut. And then being like, you can't forget about Beirut. Think of what that would be like. I mean, like I just, and my heart is broken for all of those people in a second Someone said, like, in, a, in two seconds, the damage that was done was more than, like, so much war that they had seen. And just seeing, you know, f- footage of people when it, the first one went off and then what they did before the second and the shockwaves. I mean, if you haven't looked at the footage and exposed yourself to the horror of that situation, maybe you need to just to be very grateful that you're not there. I almost feel just guilty that I'm not there. I have like survivor's guilt, even though I'm not even anywhere close to it. I'm just like, why did that happen to those people and not to to me? You know, I know that's a ridiculous thing to think, but it wasn't. It was just what what happened. A fire started and there's fucking plutonium. I don't know the, the, the element that lit on fire and exploded, but that was fucking horrifying. I don't need to tell you that. You really if you haven't looked at the stuff you need to go look at it and honor those victims and I haven't even looked at the death toll today but I you know people are just guessing it's quadruple what they were saying and it's just I mean I was looking at all the rubble and thinking I mean it looks like a a post-apocalyptic movie like some of the shots it's just it's the worst thing I've ever seen it's one of the worst things I've ever seen and just imagine being there and all those people just like living their day already struggling with being in quarantine and then it was just I saw this one footage of this dad with his son and you could just see that like he thought their their lives were over there's something to me about when people think everything's over what they do and what they think and how they act and seeing footage of a father just cowering with his son and like trying to find some kind of coverage in their apartment which there was none and then it's just heartbreaking so someone wrote to me about the ballistic thing and said, because I was asking if you were in Hawaii when that text went off, like, what did you, what did you do? And someone wrote to me, um, I was in the Hawaii, I was in Hawaii when the ballistic missile notification went off. It was terrifying. I was staying on the big island at this inn at the top of the mountain near a private waterfall. My friend and I went to the breakfast area, kind of panicking and asking if anybody got the alert. It was a lot of middle-aged couples, and they all just kept eating their waffles unaware or not too nervous. Then my instinct was to, like, find shelter and figure out where is the safest place to go. Some insane survival mode. Like, I can dodge this. I called my parents, freaking out. They stayed calm and were checking the news and felt confident it had to be an error. They heard nothing of the attacks. It was horrifying. That's a crazy one. Someone else wrote me that they were wiping their daughter's butt. Their daughter was... 26. I mean, I don't mean to make fun of that. There are definitely people who wipe their 26-year-old daughter's ass um, because of whatever reason. So I'm not trying to make fun of that. But someone wrote to me that they were, like, wiping their baby daughter's butt. And the th- they the thing went off and their wife started freaking out. And I can't find it. It was such a good description. I didn't screenshot it, unfortunately. But they said that they just, like, 
calmed their wife down and were just like talked their wife into being calm somehow i think the guy said i don't know how i did it but my you know i think this was within minutes i don't know how long it went on talked his wife into being calm and then went back to wiping his baby's butt like very calmly and then like finished putting on the diaper just being like just processing the end because i was thinking about it yesterday with my friend holla we were talking about like I think we were talking about, we were talking about how we all don't drink. Both me, her, and her husband don't drink. They've been sober about a year, and I've coming up on nine years in, in December. And if I knew the world was ending, like, tomorrow, would I get wasted? And that's a great question, and the answer is no. And I think that answers a lot about how you want to live your life now, because it could end any second. And so I, I don't know. I've never thought about that. I mean, there was a part of me that thought if I knew the world was ending, I would try heroin just so I could be like out of it for when it happened. But I don't even think I'd do that. What am I talking about? I'm in Michigan. I'm staring at the water. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to go to a thing called the Tower of Trees or the Tunnel of Trees. I'm going to go take some pictures. Yesterday, I did a fake. I did a Taylor Swift shoot in the woods to copy all of her album imagery for folklore because I have a bunch of shows to announce four to be exact I've been saying them wrong this whole time my apologies to Yarmouth Massachusetts I've been saying your name I've been saying you're in New York it's not that so I got four dates coming up my dad is going to be on the road with me Andrew Collins going to be on the road with me Emil Joaquim Ari Finling lots of names maybe some more special guests doing drive-ins and like these outdoor shows please come out please buy tickets please lower your expectations I will regale you with jokes and try to do my very best, but I got to get back to St. Louis because I got to go work on material, to be honest. This weekend, the funny bone is open. There's people sitting inside listening to comedy. And the last time I did it, they didn't have their masks on. People inside, I mean, there's ventilation and there's like fans blowing through, but I did comedy on stage with a mask and I will continue to do that this weekend and just walk on stage and then walk out. If you want to risk coming to see me, fine, but I would wear a mask. But I can't make these people wear a mask inside. And I'm not promoting the shows. That's what I'm saying. I'm not promoting these. Don't come because you'll have another chance to see me in a safer time. But the people are already going to be there. And I'm, I need to figure out if things I'm thinking are funny. You guys aren't telling me. I'm just kidding. Yes, you are. You're DMing me all the time. I almost was going to ask you guys. And I know this is like not your job. But if there's anything that I've ever said on the podcast that you're like, that would be a funny bit to bring on stage or a story to tell. I just talk on this thing and then I send it off. I never write anything down. If you can remember a bit that you're like, I think you should explore that, fucking send it to me. I need some help putting jokes together because Glaze Talk's not getting on stage right now. And if I'm not getting on stage, material's not being made. So any kind of help would be great. The rest of the day, I am going to enjoy my last... uh, my last day here um i wanted to see if i wanted to cover any more things with you let's take a break and, and i'll I'll, com- I'll compile myself that's not a word that's not a thing and i'll let you know what else i have to tell you it'll be good though i promise you so stay tuned for the next half of the pod Alrighty, i am back still in the same spot got my thoughts together wanted to read some um other listeners dms that they've sent me along the way regarding some things that i've talked about on the show just recently actually um so i talked to you guys the other day about the guy on the plane that i met that i was having a fun time with really projecting a lot about our future and how we would spend it i mean you can go listen to what i said about it on whitney's podcast whitney cummings podcast good for you 
That's the name of it. I wasn't saying, I wasn't being sarcastic. And it wasn't fair to him because I was like already thinking about our future together in such a way that it's just, I found it so comical. I noted it to myself as it was happening because I thought he was single. I like was for sure that he was single because no mention of a girlfriend and for three hours of communicating, I was just like, there's just no way he has one. There's no ring. He did mention a girlfriend at some point, but he made a point to be like, that was an ex-girlfriend, not like a current situation. And I was like, okay. So I was just like, I was sure of it. So once I got the clearance that he didn't have a girlfriend, or at least in my mind, I thought he didn't, I really started planning our life together. There was even one point where he said that he was thinking about moving to San Diego. And I was like, you haven't even asked me if I want to move there or if I could see my life there. I'm not joking you. We had not even been flirtatious yet. And I was already getting mad that he wanted to move to a city that I like don't know if I'm comfortable moving to yet. That's how insane I can be. And I don't think I'm alone. Like there's little things that guys can say that you're just like, oh, well, okay. I didn't, I don't think that I want that. Like on a first date, even like, you know, saying that they don't want kids or they want kids. Either way, I will get mad because I'm like, well, I don't know if I want kids or I don't know if I don't want kids. Okay. He just like, he's already made up his mind. Okay. Then I'm not going to be the girl for him. And this is over. Like I jump that, I jump to that. So it's, it's wild. And I probably was only attracted to him. Let's be honest with ourselves because deep down subconsciously I knew he was unavailable because like I said, he didn't give me any indication that he was available. Um, so this guy wrote me about after listening to Whitney's podcast and telling, talking about this guy, I assume this is a guy. Let me see. Yeah. His name is Fernando. Hi, Nikki. I listened to your, your episode on Whitney's podcast. I felt compelled to let you know that I believe that you are wrong about how the guy felt on your airplane story. You said he wasn't into you and he should have let you know from the beginning that he is a girlfriend. I've had an experience similar to yours, but I was the guy in the story. I think you read it wrong. He was super into you, so he didn't tell you about his girlfriend for all that time. He was not going to offer that info because he's technically not lying. So he didn't feel like flirting with you was wrong. Once you asked a question that required him to lie... Sorry about the... Sorry about the man on the motorcycle okay so he didn't feel like flirting was with you was wrong once you asked a question that required him to lie about his relationship he decided not to probably because he cares about his girlfriend and he had to confront the fact that he was behaving in a way that she wouldn't approve he had feelings for you i'm sure okay thank you for that i don't think you're wrong like honestly i'm an attractive woman he's an attractive man those feelings just don't go away or like you're your desire to get validated through flirtation that you don't think is going to go anywhere beyond that. I mean, I, I honestly, if I was this guy's girlfriend, I would not have cared for how he behaved with me or that he didn't mention a girlfriend, but I'm a weirdo. I would have, if, if given this other scenario, given the flip side, if I was that guy's girlfriend, I would love to hear about how he met this girl on a plane and how she was probably into him and how for so for how her face fell after three hours when he, he said girlfriend and how her eyes kind of teared up in rage. And like, literally I'm so glad he couldn't see my face when he said girlfriend, because I couldn't hide my disappointment. Like it was, it was just like, it sent a shiver through my body. Cause I, it was mostly rage though, because I felt like, God, I'm wasting my time. These guys never want to like actually like me. They just want like a picture with me or they just want to, you know, he was, he was a fan. And I felt like, God, I don't know the difference between a fan and a guy that fucking likes me. And I wasn't mad at him. I was just mad at myself. 
because oh Nikki you thought this guy liked you you dumb dumb girl um but you're not wrong I've been in that scenario before where I had a boyfriend and I wouldn't mention the thing is I wouldn't mention a girlfriend or having a boyfriend because I wouldn't want this guy to suddenly dismiss me so maybe he's doing that like this girl's this girl I want to talk to this girl who I'm a fan of if I say I have a girlfriend she probably won't want to talk to me anymore and I like talking to her because we have she's fun to talk to not that I want to stick my dick in her, but like if I mention I have a girlfriend, then the conversation might be over because that's how I feel a lot of times as a woman when I mention I have a boyfriend or when I mention I'm seeing someone or especially if I get married, men aren't going to want to talk to me anymore or have anything to do with me. And it's a complex that I carry over from this fucking awful dude. I wish I could tell you his name, but he has a, um, his brother was a comedian. His brother was one of the most abusive, terrible assholes I've ever like met in my life just someone who was the meanest guy ever he was this comedian that isn't that funny and never was successful was maybe in a couple commercials but he was just such a fucking asshole like a truly a sociopath you may have heard the story before but i'll try to make it quick i was at a party once and i was terrified of this guy terrified of him and his little like friends that were all mean his friends i've become better friends with but he was like the ringleader of just psychopathy and just emotionless always would make girls cry he was like famous for making girls cry and picking on their insecurities and being very specific about like their insecurities bringing up their daddy issues bringing up their body issues whatever it is just like in in person like saying it to their face like he he loved make he definitely tortured animals on the weekend and probably the weekdays because this guy didn't really have a job so i was at this halloween party i was 20 it doesn't matter how yeah i was young it was 2008 24 i'm at this holiday this halloween party I'm already intimidated because there's a lot of comedians from the comedy store who are like so cool there. And I'm just like trying to inch my way in. And I'm terrified of this guy anyway because he's been so mean in the past. And I just avoided him because I I knew he could easily be like, you're fat, you're ugly, you have zits, you're an alcoholic. Like all the things that I was so insecure about at that time, he would have like called me out for in, in front of people. And so I was terrified of him. So I'm at this party, just like nodded in his direction. He called me over and was like actually engaging in like good conversation, like being friendly, asking him about my night, talking about costumes, like just making jokes. And it was him and this other guy. And I've told this story before, so I really apologize if you've heard it, but it's just so insane. So then we're at this party and my roommate was also there. My roommate was not a comedian, but I brought her along because she like she needed a group of friends. She was also really fun to have around until she got wasted. And then she was kind of embarrassing and like all over the place and really loud and just like you know, intimidated by comedians. So I think kind of going out of her way to like be more fun than she really needed to be. And, you know, it, it, and when she got drunk, it was like embarrassing. Just like any girl getting too drunk in their 20s is embarrassing. Just like I could be too embarrassing. But this night she was particularly so. And I was just trying to like talk to them. Like, I think that sometimes for me, gossiping and shit talking is currency with people. And it's really a thing I've tried to get away from in my life of just, oh, I want these people to like me. So I'm going to give them this like shit talky little experience where they feel like they're in with me. It's like, or that we have something like I'm giving, it's like a gift. Like instead of bringing like a charcuterie platter to a house, I'll like bring gossip be like oh can we talk about this person and it's just it's, it's just not not a really healthy way to con- create a connection with someone but in this situation I was drinking at the time I was young and this guy really scared me so I talked shit about my roommate to these two guys I was just like oh my god because my roommate was like screaming about something in the corner and I was like she's so humiliating oh my god she's my roommate I don't even want her here I just like made it worse than it was just to like spice up the story you know 
And I swear to you, it went from me saying, she's so obnoxious. Like, I literally can't believe I brought her. I'm so embarrassed. She's, ugh. And then I was like bitching about her. And in the middle of me bitching, they go, what's her name? And I'm like, Andrea. And he goes, oh, Andrea. And he calls to her. Like, like that. Like, literally, what's her name? Like, asking, like, he's almost, like, secretive. Like, well, what's her name? And I'm like, Andrea. And he goes, Andrea. And she looks over. And she's across the room. And I go, what the fuck is going on? He's like, come here. He calls her over. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm shocked. I just went from talking so much shit about this girl. What is he doing? She comes over drunk. She's like, what? And he's like, um, your roommate hates you. Nikki, like, doesn't like you. And she, like, regrets bringing you. And you're really embarrassing her. And I was like, I mean, what would you have done? I, I, I was just like, David shut up I what are you talking about I didn't I was just like I I just denied it and luckily she was drunk enough that either she forgot about it or she could pretend that she was drunk enough that she forgot and then we never talked about it but I really I mean it was I've never seen anyone do something like that backstab in such a blatant way it was almost refreshing to see someone be so insane so quickly and to not even wonder if they're gonna betray you to see them do it in front of you I mean it was like King Joffrey style cruelty I don't even watch Game of Thrones but it gives me the sense of that I only saw the first episode that kid seemed like a little twat so anyway that guy that psychopath had a brother who was equally mean a brother that would just come to comedy shows around the LA area and I think he like fancied himself a comedian too but he went up to me after a show in like 2007 when I was just I bombed too it was just one where I would I just tanked in front of like Jesselnick and I just thought Jesselnick was like the fucking coolest and I wanted to be he was the cool guy on the scene I'm like oh my god now he thinks I'm terrible he won't help me get on show like I was just so humiliated this guy comes up to me after the show and was like hey by the way I just want to let you know when you mentioned that you have a boyfriend on stage everyone tunes out okay so this must have been 2009 because I didn't have a boyfriend in 2000, January 2009 my first boyfriend in my life I was 25 um 24 and he's like, everyone tunes out. No one listens to you. And I really took that to heart. I know he was being an asshole just like his brother, but I do feel that when men find out they can't fuck you and that there's not a future there, you have lost currency and you've lost their attention. So sometimes, it's all getting back to the fact that sometimes when I would have a boyfriend and I would want to befriend a male for whatever reason because they were a good person to know and to work with, not just to climb, don't make it about that, but just like someone, you want, a, you want them in your corner you don't mention a boyfriend because you know that there's some motivation for them to talk to you because they think they might be able to fuck you. By the way, since when do boyfriends make it so that you can't, you can't fuck someone? People would be cheating all the time. Not me, but like, I don't know. So I just related to that man. That's all to say that maybe that's, maybe that was his motivation. He didn't like me, but in order for me to want to talk to him, he had to be single. Who knows? Okay. So someone else wrote to me, Okay, so I've been talking to you before about meditations that Sam Harris does. I meditated this morning. I do TM, for those of you who are interested. I've kind of gotten away from the Sam Harris app just because it was something I picked up when I fell away from TM. TM, just like, I got trained in it. I took the course. It makes sense for me. Look into it if you want to try it out. It is like the gentlest practice. You can never fuck it up. You're never doing it wrong. No matter if you do it the worst way possible, you're still not doing it wrong. It's awesome. Sam Harris meditation is the best way I find for someone to get involved in meditation for free. It's the waking up app. If you can't afford it, there's a new meditation every day. There's a 50 day course. They do not pay me. They do not even care that I'm doing this. They don't need this, but I, I just find that it's a great app to learn how to meditate. There's 50 days where you just meditate for 10 minutes a day for 50 days straight. And you don't even have to do it straight, just 50 days. And then once you 
go through all those 50 days, you just, every day there's a new meditation for you to do on your own through the app. And there's also these amazing lessons. The Waking Up app is honestly one of the best apps ever. But there's one meditation he does on those called Metta. I don't know why it's said that way, but it is. And it's like, you wish loving kindness onto another stranger. You just, all you think is about how much you pick someone that you either have no kind of contentious relationship with, not like your mom, not your sister, not a person you work with, someone you have like neutral feelings towards and you just wish them love and kindness and happiness and for them to never feel any pain. And he guides you in just wishing these things because when you radiate those things and wish them for someone else, you ultimately realize that you are a good person who wants those things and it makes you feel good inside. I've struggled with this meditation before because sometimes I only... I want people to, like, I think about my nephew a lot of times. I have an an uncomplicated relationship with my nephew. I only love him. I only want what's best for my nephew. It is just this, you know, the love. It's like your son, but not even close. Just kidding. I love my nephew as much as I could love anything because I don't have children of my own. But I always pick him. But even him, I'm like, I don't want him to not suffer in his life. Because all the meditation is like, may you never find, may you never suffer. May you never feel pain. I'm like... I hope he does because pain, then he'll be a good musician. He'll be a good artist. You need pain. So I don't want like longing, long lasting pain, but yeah, if he gets heartbroken, I want him to experience heartbreak. It's like a really crazy emotion and it sucks, but it's like you come out the other end so much better. So I just really struggled with like wishing good for all people, for anyone, just only good. And I could never find someone to like think about, but then someone sent me this. I meditate because of you. This is from um, uh, he, him, his. So someone who is so, I don't know what their name is, but they definitely are, uh, they choose the pronouns he, him, his. I meditate because of you, heart emoji. And I also had a hard time with the meta practice until I saw Mark with two dinosaur emojis on love, love on the spectrum. You know, love on the spectrum, the show that I'm obsessed with that I honestly haven't found someone who's watched it and hasn't enjoyed it. And I swear to you, you're like, Nikki, I don't want to try it out. It's so, sh- the episode, you you will be begging for more episodes. It flies by. There's like four episodes. It's like, it's not enough. Mark, Mark on Love on the Spectrum, I just wrote to the person, well, now I'm going to think of Mark because Mark on Love on the Spectrum is the guy that's obsessed with dinosaurs and he is nothing but joyous and like has just such a good outlook and I want him to experience no pain. <clears throat> not a stitch of it. And I don't know why he is someone that I could picture that for, but I just loved that someone wrote that to me because it combined two things that I've been talking about on the show. Please go watch love on the spectrum and look at Mark. Mark knows everything about dinosaurs. He could never be with someone who didn't love dinosaurs. The guy that is interviewing him about finding love is like, and Mark wants to find love so bad. I honestly think maybe I'm meant to be with Mark, but, and that feels weird to say because he does have like the kind of outlook of a, of a child but actually children are more fussy than mark mark is just positivity wants to be better wants to learn how to like communicate with people just is so sweet mark if you're out there i'll i would love to just talk to you i don't know if i want to date but like i i just love you I, I hope you're dating someone already mark i'm even scared to look it up to see these the updates of these people i really want him to find love you'll know how i feel once you see it but the interview is asking him questions and he's like could you ever be with someone who didn't love dinosaurs? And he shook his head like just so adamantly, just no, never. It was like, it's so cute to see that if someone wasn't into dinosaurs and I was wondering if I have something like that, like if you're not into, I mean, there's definitely political things. And you know, if you're someone who doesn't wear a mask at a gate, I will never want to be with you. You're just not, you're not, like I said, you're an asshole. 
you're total asshole and there's no justification for it. If you do have some good justification, DM me and I'll maybe give it a look. But I mean, in terms of like, they have to like something. I don't know if I could be with someone who doesn't like music. You can like different music, but someone who doesn't like music, that would be a red flag for me. I really enjoy music. Um, I couldn't be with someone who likes the outdoors. Just kidding. Um, I actually need that because I want someone to pull me out of my shell and make me do things and experience nature, which I'm going to go do by looking at some trees. And um, I haven't gotten into the water yet because it's fucking 70 something degrees and I really underestimated and I bought a new swimsuit for this trip and... I took a picture in my swimsuit in the woods yesterday because I'm recreating this Taylor Swift picture where she's very, very tiny in the corner, which I find is the best picture to take on Instagram. I am so sick of seeing girls posing and just looking hot on Instagram. I, I know it's like I said it the other day. It's been going on forever on Instagram. I don't know why it's just now dawning on me how stupid it is. It's just so stupid. It's just look at me. It's just like it's so empty. And I'm not being existential here. I'm not trying to be like, I'm going to get off social media. I'm not. I just for some reason it clicked into focus of how self-serving and how sad it is. Like I just see sadness. And when I post it, I only see sadness of like, tell me I'm pretty. So there's this picture of Taylor Swift on her album where she's the tiniest thing in the corner and you can barely see her, but it's all these big wooded trees. And I, that's the one I'm recreating. And I might stand in my swimsuit just because I can't find a coat that is the same as hers in the shot. And I also don't. And I just got a new swimsuit that is completely going to waste. And my body is not terrible right now. And I feel like it's the best it's ever going to be. So I might as well have a tiny, tiny swimsuit picture in the corner. And not because I want people to be like, you're hot. I love your body. But like just to honor this moment in my life when I bought a, a, a swimsuit, finally. Thank you for all your suggestions months and months ago. I finally, I, I got it from Striped and Solid. That's the company if you want to go check it out. I got the one that's like orange and pink striped. If you want to go check that out. I think there's only one on the site. Get a medium if you think you're a small. Get a fucking large if you think you're a medium. That'd be my advice. But I'm going to go take that picture of the woods because I took it yesterday and it wasn't exactly a replica of the Taylor Swift one and I need it to be look exactly like it. So I'm dragging my friend out there again to, to reshoot it. Um, I really think her family's story of me up here is going to be that Nikki came up to take a picture for her Instagram. And it's like the opposite of how I want to be perceived by anyone. But I do need to promote my outdoor shows. So go get tickets to those. I need new photos. And that's what I'm doing. Because no one takes a picture of me in my fucking family's house. So I need to get my friend to go do it in the woods. It's humiliating being someone who has to self-promote. Because it's either selfies or you have to ask someone to take your picture. Or you have to hire someone to take your picture. In which case, if you're hiring them, then you have to invest so much in hair and makeup and like a cute outfit. And it's just all too much. It's all too much. I'm going to go celebrate my last day in Michigan. I love you all for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow um, when I'm back in St. Louis, bright and early. Squirt, squirt. A G, 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 G,